This is I Want to Praise You, featuring comedian Jeff Giant, talk show host Halloran Hill, Hello. and Dr. Milton Brown. Praise is what I do, and this is I Want to Praise You. me 
and we don't know why. And we fail, but we never try. And life gets overwhelming. But when I am in doubt, I trust that He'll work it out. He'll love surpasses To your spirit, control every part of my life and all the drama. Even through the pain, even through the problems, I'ma still praise your name. I got a little testimony, wanna tell you about it. Devil tried to bring me down, knock me off the mountain. I told my mom about it, she just started singing, shouting. Said my blessings coming soon, flowing like a fountain. Your face stronger through your trials and your tribulations. But give it all to God, a little time, a little patience. Name it, claim it, your joy coming in the morning time. Keep this on your mind, even on your grind. Take him with you everywhere you go. To keep your soul fed She rubs some blessed oil On my forehead In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit Take control, make him whole joy Coming full forward When I was down here
I'm focused on my goal I need to tell the story It's a camera in the street to make me great Even when I fell flat on my face You gave me grace Lord knows that Haven't been an angel and not no sound But I always take the time to give you thanks for all you've done for me One more day One more day Oh
welcome to another edition of I Want to Praise You, comedian Jeff Giant, talk show host Halloran Hill, Dr. Milton Brown, and yours truly, Darren Florence. This week, my two partners, we go way back. We used to cut up in Elder Kelly's class, and this is our story. Zach McClendon, David Thomas, my partners in crime. Oh, we about to testify today on everything I love. I got my best friends in the building with me on the phone. Zach right. McClendon and David in Thomas. What's up? What's up, D? All right. I just want to welcome y'all, man. We're going to have a special conversation today because um, just like I told you, Dave, um, when we was kids, we would be watching cartoons and one of my favorite cartoons, obviously, was the Flintstones, but the opposite of the Flintstones is the Jetsons. And there was a cartoon. The Jetsons came on right after the Flintstones. Of course, they was all Hanna Barbera cartoons. And so, um, there was a scene in one of the cartoons where the mother of the Jetsons, the lady, she was getting on a video call. This is before we had video phones. This is back in the seventies. Um, I remember that. And uh, she she just woke up and she was looking crazy. Her hair was undone, no makeup. And so she put this mask on so she, when she got on the video call, nobody could see how she really looked. And I believe that we are in that state, in that place right now. And I believe that I, I take my mask off in life when I'm around you guys. You know, there's a lot of episodes and things in life that we have all experienced together growing up. And uh, so uh, Zach said he wants to go first, but uh, uh, go ahead, Zach, get your thing off the chest so we won't miss it. But I want to set it up so people know the history between us after you get, you know, say what you got to say. It's real easy for me to take my mask off because of who I am and what I've experienced in life. So I use social media as a platform to talk to people about real issues that they can't talk about themselves. See, my life is an open book. Everybody knows what I've been through. Everybody knows about everything. My charges, my jail time, my prison time, my drug life, addictions. That's public knowledge. That's not a secret. Everybody knows my life. So therefore, God has given me an opportunity to use social media platform to tell the world a story that needs to be told that they can't tell themselves. Okay. Because believe me, because believe me, when I post things on Facebook, I get phone calls. I don't get postings. <laughs> I get phone calls. Right. They want to talk to you in person. And so this is They what... want to talk to me in person. Things that I say, they, they, they feel them. Okay. Go so ahead. check this out, Zach. With that being said, this is exactly why I want to talk to you and Dave, because see, First of all, I want to kind of set it up and tell where we come from. We went to private school. We grew up in, in the same neighborhood. Um, Zach lived maybe a block from me. Dave lived maybe two blocks yeah, from me. Yeah, we all in the hood. So, so. All the same spot. Yeah, we, we were really close. I mean, there were other friends of ours that were close with us, like John D'Souza lived in the neighborhood. Ricky didn't live in the neighborhood, but he was always over there. Yeah. There was other people that, Sandra... Colette, you know, other people that we grew yeah. up around, but we clicked up on a different level. Like, I can't still explain it. Now, between me and Dave, it's family. You know, we've been like, I've been knowing yeah. he's been around me my whole life. 
And but Zach, I, I met him at a young age, and you know we started playing basketball together and shooting yeah. pool together, and yeah. we went to high school together, you know. Right. And one of the realest things that we did, you know, we started, you know, experimenting in the streets, you know, and okay. uh, so uh, these <laughs> these are some of the things. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to interrupt you right quick. Come on in. This is what I want. First of all, first of all, I'm gonna <laughs> say this. Now, when from my perspective, I don't consider myself putting on mask and taking my mask off type of scenario. In other words, uh, it's like when I go to Paris, I try my best to you know communicate with the few little French words that I have. Why? Because that's the language that they communicate. And I walk into a bank. To get a loan, I'm not trying to make sure that I'm I'm keeping it hood so that the Jews <laughs> in the street don't think that I'm tripping. I speak the language of business when I'm in the bank. <laughs> when I'm in the, okay. you know, it's just like a different language that I speak. And I, I, I don't, I think semantically, when you say putting on a mask, it, it really implies that I'm trying to hide something. Oh. Two things this for show. Listen, this is hot outside. It's Shark Week. School is about to start, and everybody on social media is faker than ever. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
All in one week. And, and, and then your girl, Kayleen, Kayleen, who had apologized, she's the fakest thing ever come. Oh, man. But Birmingham. Birmingham, that's what we call it. Birmingham. Birmingham. Got, got, got. She got her 15 minutes of fame, but she gonna pay now. Got fictitious stories about babies on the highway. Oh, little people. Oh, little people with diapers on. Which but one is that's the That's exactly what I'm talking about. These stories are not true. Ladies and gentlemen, we are not keeping it 100 with ourselves. So, play Cousin Jeff is going to break it down how this is supposed to go and what we're supposed to be doing. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. Let me tell you something, man. It, 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 we have gotten more like our, uh, uh, our I want to say, our cousins now. <laughs> our cousins. See, since our cousins get away with it. And now we decided that we need to come up with, but we don't know how to act. You talking about our play co- our cousins like Donald Trump and Joe Biden Absolutely. and our light skin cousins? Absolutely. All right, we just racism all over. Here we go. Yeah. I call them cousins, <laughs> and they up there. They just stay alive. They stay alive. But guess what? Every time we do it, we get the book thrown at oh us. My God. We just can't. We can't. And then, uh, then us as us black folks, we look at some and say. Hey, you know, going around that don't make no sense. No sense. No sense. We see it coming a mile away every time. But Donald Trump, this man done got papers. He done got a man told him. He told him, dude, man, just, just cut the cameras off, <laughs> delete it. He told, telling him now, and he's still running for president. Wow. How they do that? Man. How you be a criminal and still get a chance to run? Because he was doing it his whole life. He was doing it his whole life, and entitlement is a real thing. That's and that's not even nothing to laugh about. He, I mean, no. think about the insurrection that happened. You know, no, I mean, those oh, okay, people okay, went. Okay, okay, see, uh-huh. Darren, you fall into it. You fell into it, baby. Okay. I got, I got to bring you back out. Okay. You said it. You said it. Just what the media wants you to say. It wasn't an insurrection. If it was black folks, we would call it a riot. Oh my god. It was a riot. See what I mean? They played on words. It was a riot, man. Riot. Don't let nobody change our terminology. We know it was a riot. You're right, Play. You're right, Play. You know one thing about it? If it was black people doing what those people did, they would have blew our back out from where they were standing at. You wouldn't even see nothing. It would have been rockets, red flare. They would have been singing the the national anthem. And the rock is red flare. (laughs) They would have towed us up. It would have been red, red. white, and blue. (laughs) For real. Blood dripping. Oh, my goodness. It would have been a riot, but all of a sudden, this terminology of insurrection makes it sound so much more easier to come around. But it was a riot. Come on, man. That's what what we're talking about. Let's call it for what it is. And while we doing our thing, we always get called out. That girl right there, she going to pay. She going to pay. She going to pay dearly. Yeah. Because she had me praying for her and Lord, please help oh, this yeah. lady. That oh, we, yeah. I'm talking about for days. We was worried, man. <laughs> worried. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I am here to announce you that that right there has put black folks back another 10. Oh, my God. Look, I'm going to tell you what it's called. Listen for real. We are now put back. Because now they ain't, they ain't looking for nobody. They ain't listening to nothing we talk about. Let me tell you what's so funny about that. When yeah. when keeping it real goes wrong, 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about everything went wrong. I'm talking about what? Yeah. What did you say, man? What did you just? That's the craziest right. story I ever heard. Crazy. She just turned around and said, "You know what? Shoot. I apologize." She couldn't even get him. She, she couldn't, couldn't even say get nothing. Like how she even got back home. Now, guess what everybody said? Where in the where were you for them last 48 hours? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what she was doing. She went with her other boyfriend, and she used Ooh. that as a cover up. Let's keep it because women cheat better than men. That's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother right. show. That's a whole nother podcast, baby. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Hey, man. You, you got, see what it means. That's right, man. Holla oh. at, You got to say hello to Zach and David. You know what I'm saying? You know oh, we grew man. up with these folks. He's right, Zach McClendon. Zach McClendon. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Dude, big Zach. Big Zach. What's up, big Zach? Is Zach head still like that size? <laughs> Zach head was the same size when he was in the he just grew into it. Oh, and this. Oh, my God. Dave. Light skinned Dave oh on the light skinned side. Man, that's the only light skinned brother that I knew that would take you. Get away with anything. Get away I'm with anything. Light skinned fool, Dave. Man, Dave was so wrong. And, 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 and I'm talking about, and never get in trouble. I'm talking about, oh, yeah. Never get in trouble because he was light skinned. Yeah. He couldn't even beat him. He used the light skin. He used the light skin card too many times. <laughs> too many times. They get in trouble. They beat Russell. Bruh. They beat his brother. Russell get in trouble. Brian. Brian get jacked. Everybody get nobody done today. Just that light skin. Oh man, good. We gotta get back to the music, man. We got a big long show play. I holler at you next week. Stay away from it. We can't get away with nothing, so stop crying on this doggone internet. Stop it. When keeping it real goes wrong. And stop acting light skinned out there, too. Stop acting light skinned out there. Only one person can get away with that. Hey. No, Milton Brown used to get away with Dr. Milton oh Brown. Hey, Mil, we're hollering. Don't, don't be light skinned in the
Okay. I don't think I'm trying to hide things when I interact with different communities in a way that feels authentic in that community, if that makes any sense. In other words, it's a scenario where I speak the language of the community I'm in. It just so happens that I have a lot of experience in a lot of different uh, communities. But I'm, I'm going to take it all the way back to the beginning. Really, day before, I remember when I first showed up at Oakwood Elementary School. Of course, you were the first person that I knew because our moms were already close. Uh, but then I also knew Johnny Rob, and then Johnny Rob and Zach and I had a basketball connection right. early on in right. elementary school. I remember that Johnny <laughs> Rob had that sideways jumper that we never missed. Hey, he would he never was miss. Three. <laughs> we was the big three. So literally, Zach and I rarely played on the same team, and we were always the, either the power forward or the big man in the middle at all times in elementary Dave. school. Do you remember sometimes on the L uh, Anna night, we would almost hit 21 straight free throws. People used to win from the line. Mm. Uh, we, we could shoot back then. Really, <laughs> that's all we did. We used yeah. to play football across the street before school started. And, you know, Johnny Rock and his neck and pins. From the time the bell rang to the time we went walking through campus to try to find our parents, we were playing basketball. So what really true. ended up happening, Dave, is you and I got even closer because you had moved up to Berrien Springs. Right. My parents also moved to Berrien Springs. Yes, and sir. And then you and I became close because it was us against the... The white the people. Others, <laughs> the other scene. <laughs> Keeping it real, you got to say, you got to say the white people. <laughs> now, this is coming from two light-skinned brothers. Don't you love the Lord?
Americans in our class. Okay. Right. Well, Boomba, Eric Boomba was our homeboy. <laughs> You kind of blend in. <laughs> Zach, I'm going I'm, to I'm, I'm address that, Zach. I got him. I got him. I got him. I got him. So when, in ninth grade, I went to D.C. Um, uh, really Columbia, Maryland, to spend the summer with my uncle and his family. And I was working 20 miles from their house at a chicken place. Uh, Zach was doing his thing, and when we all came back that summer, we had realized that individually, we had started experimentation with things that, you know, maybe we should or shouldn't be getting into. Drinking and smoking, let me keep it real. (laughs) We were on the path to becoming our outcasts. We were on the dark side. Uh, And the funny thing about it is, Zach and I understood that about each other. Before we realized that you had not had the same type of summer that we had. <laughs> I, I, it took me a whole nother summer before I was with it. I feel bad about that. <laughs> yeah, Dave, it's your fault. <laughs> okay, so hold on. Hold on, Dave and Zach. Listen, 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 listen. I need to say something. Shit, check this out. And Zach, you're exactly right. Now, I feel like Dave says he speaks the language of wherever he's at, but. My dad and Dave are Scorpios, and, and Dave, oh, he's mixed. He's right there on the cusp. But I believe the personality of Scorpios is that they got a personality for every situation. My dad's an educator, so when he's in the classroom, he's the teacher. When he's in Sabbath school, he's the Sabbath school teacher. When he's with us, he's the jokester. So that's what they do. But what I'm trying to say is, for me, I'm forcing myself to take the mask off because I believe when I'm on try to better solve Express just how I feel I may never find words to describe but I will I will try I'll keep trying To feed the hungry souls Till every soul is filled I may never reach The dream that I desire But I Don't 
teach a better way. Teach a better way. To the light is clearly seen. I may never say all oh, that I feel, but I will try. I will try. I will try. I will You know, it's like I use my professional voice and I believe that I have this voice that I normally use and I talk with you guys. And what I'm trying to tell the Dave is like sometimes like I know Dave's real true personality and like, you know, and I know Zach's real true personality. And when we're on the phone like this, we have real hard conversations about life. Sometimes I'm Sometimes I'm prayerful And other times I'm not Listen Sometimes I feel like giving up, yeah Sometimes my faith feels used up And every time I get in a bind I know you're there I send up this Yes, everywhere 
together but when Dave and I had kids and we started dealing with mental health issues with our kids you know we had to have some real grown-up conversations you know what I'm saying and there wasn't no laughing and joking about that that was you know serious issues and so I'm just saying for the audience in, 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 on my on my podcast I'm like I just want to show them the side who I am this has nothing to do Necessarily with y'all, I'm doing it with y'all because okay. y'all my boys. But talk. let me ask you a question, Darren. Do you think that your mask is your message, or do you think your mask is your content? Maybe oh, okay, okay. Let's talk about because, that. Because what is this thing I feel? What makes my heart?
seems like you're trying to say that the platform that you use, it wasn't a good point. Yeah, yeah, you. That's a good point. That's because I. That's because I hang with smart brothers. <laughs> but okay, so let me answer the question. I think that my mask is my voice. It's, for example, really. For example, watch this. When I start off this show, it starts off like this. Welcome to another edition of I Want to Praise You, comedian Jeff Giant, talk show host Hallern Hill, Doctor Milton Brown, and yours truly, Darren Florence. I think Zach, who I, you know, Zach made a good point. I think what Zach's point really is, it sounds like you're saying mask as the sound of your voice. It has, and what we're saying is mask and mask versus unmasked really is whether you're being real with the content of what you're saying versus whether you're being, you're acting like things are one way when you know good and well they're another way. Yeah, to a, so to, to, a, to a degree. Yes, you're exactly right, to a degree. But for me, like when I'm in a broadcasting situation, it's about getting to the destination. You know, whatever it is that we're trying to do, I'm trying to make sure, I'm, it's like I'm the pilot and I'm trying to get everybody there safely as opposed to if a pilot came on the plane it was like, yeah, today I'm having a migraine headache. I found my wife was cheating and I was drinking before I came to work, everybody would be scared on the plane. <laughs> so of course I can't say, I can't say what I'm really dealing with. I but, but, so that, that sounds like to me, and that's kind of why I said, said what I said at the beginning. See to me, and that's kind of interesting that you brought up the uh, Zodiac correspondence, you know, that your dad and I are both uh, Scorpio. Uh, and maybe that does have something to do with it. I'm not one to fully believe in, you know, Zodiac uh, influence, but I do ironically find a lot of similarities in people with similar Zodiac signs. Of course. Um, that being said, to me, sometimes it's inappropriate to talk about certain things in certain situations. That's just me. And that could be a Scorpio thing. Uh, and certain times, you know, certain things are more appropriate. And that is, one of the things that I always try to do, be appropriate in a situation that makes sense. Yeah, and my dad, my dad is the same way. He feels that, that you're not dressed appropriately, you're not speaking inappropriately, you're not praying. You know, I'm like, bro, what is this appropriate? So for me, like I've noticed in broadcasting when I started out. Now, Dave and Zach, y'all both know I was like a child prodigy because. I started in radio back in 1983, 84 maybe. And um, we wasn't really, you know, I didn't know that I was going to be doing this. Me and Dave was interested in being in the music business because we love music. And Dave, we got to talk about that too. Because once I realized that I wasn't going to be in this industry and, and, and still live out my dream. And so... Back then, radio, you had to have a voice. You had to have a nice voice. You had to speak a certain way. And I flash forward to now and I listen to the radio and nobody's professional. Nobody has to go through the, the loops and stuff that we used to do back then. You know, like even Dave in the music industry, when you first started out, you had to have talent. You could had to really sing. But now there's people that don't know how to sing and talentless that are major artists. And so I'm well, just telling you. I'm glad you said it that way because from my perspective, I still always, and that's part of my personality too, I always look for the things that are 
the same as as well as looking for the differences. Yeah, you know, back in the day, you know, you had to have certain things in place to be considered for the job. But the job itself still has certain me or Satan get behind me you love to point at all the wrongs right that's a day job that's a long night but it's your life what's the point that I'm missing tell me the point of your mission now I don't know why you so cold I saw you roll by with your road eyes you look right through me and my whole life but it's all good though God still love me like I'm kinfolk I don't break but I might bend though forget my sins Lord I don't think I like your religion Make the best decisions mm. Not saying you don't have good intentions I know that you are only human But you blame your God When it's your own fault Where is the love that your God
what you were told Let's just be honest You didn't even take the time to find it yourself You just took their words to be true Jeff Giant, talk show host Halloran Hill, Hello. and Dr. Milton Brown. Here we go. Praise is what I do, and this is I Want to Praise You. Jesus, I love you.
energy up. Oh, yeah. That's just part of having the show. You got to sell it. Energy has to be at a certain level. Definitely. Then as the show goes on, you can let that energy as it flows according to what the show fellas, is. Fellas, 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 but, but I'm still confused about something that Darren said. Darren, are you saying that the voice that you use, are you trying to say that, because I think we've had this conversation before, are you trying to say that the voice that you use doesn't reflect who you really are? I'm saying Let me give you an example of what I'm saying. Let me give you an example of what I'm saying first. All right. Okay. You know how you start your show off of, Hi, this is Darren Florence. How are you doing? Right, right. right. Maybe that maybe that sounds too light skinned. <laughs> right. Maybe are, are you ask are you are you asking I that? Got maybe? To be, I got to be <laughs> don't say don't get offended, Dave. <laughs> don't get actually keep it real. You know, uh, gotta be blue to keep it real. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> because Dave. I just refuse to use the word white. I, okay. A year ago I stopped using the terms black people and white people. I just simply refer to them as my light skinned brothers that that's my personal thing I, so i haven't said the word white in a long time <laughs> okay well zach i'm glad you said that let me answer your question so in the world that we grew up in like in the 70s and the 80s there was racism blacks against white but it was also in our community the light-skinned people had it like it was almost an advantage in the upper hand
felt good to us. <laughs> you brought us from a mighty long way. That's why we love you. Come on. City. What was Wesley Snipes. Nino, Wesley Snipes. Okay, yeah. so Eddie Murphy before him. Yeah, so what I'm just saying, once that changed, you know, they looked at dark skinned people a little bit differently and the attitudes changed and, and that's where in the black this, this is what I'm talking about taking off the mask. We all know there's a light skin and a dark skin racial issue in our black communities and nobody ever talks about this stuff. Oh, I talk about it every day, so okay, I don't believe that. This is a part That's of the mask that I'm talking about. Talk about the, the the racism that we experience in America and, and its roots, where it really came from. I talk to people and show how it started in the church. In the church, there, right? Racism started in the church. Well, the church is the most racist place. Oh, on Sunday and yes, Saturday, <laughs> you know, like everybody goes to whatever culture they come from. The reality of the situation, from my perspective, now I'm gonna say that in a humble, in a, as humble way as I possibly can. Keep it the real, Dave. <laughs> human beings do what human beings do, and I'm gonna I'm gonna first start off by saying, D, what I really perceive, kind of at the beginning of what we were talking. I'm listening to you and Zach talk. It really seems that you got something that you really need to get off your chest, and that's cool. As boys, that's what we're here for. Um, but I'm going to start off by saying human beings do what human beings do. That is, they use anything to take the advantage of the situation that they're in. That is our tendency. Uh, and our tendency is to try to get ahead. And sometimes when certain people need to get ahead, that also includes putting other people down. Right. Using whatever they have as a manipulative tool to say that I'm better than you because, you know, you wear... You know, your clothes are made out of leaves and the jungle around you. My clothes are made out of cotton that I actually get you to pick. <laughs> and get you to make And it looks like this. That suddenly makes me a better person than you. Right. Then that's crazy. Meantime, that's ludicrous. Start raping your, and in the meantime, I'm going to use the Bible 
and, and, and misused the Bible to basically say to where we are even today that there's supposed to be something good about slavery. To me, when it comes to those types of issues, I play Z, I have zero tolerance for that. And anybody who says that, I immediately say you are a racist, whether or not you realize it or not. Right. And if you choose to continue in that in that perspective, I can't even talk to you because we're exactly. talking we're talking in, in parallel in parallel lines, and we'll never right. come together and meet. Never. There's no. Your humanity doesn't include my humanity, so we're on different paths. Sure. And I think different paths. that's exactly what the devil wanted to do. He wanted to exactly. make the church the worst. The oh, you and see the light, Brother Dave. It's going to be the worst. Yes. And if I get to church, they're the ones responsible yes. for making everybody understand the reality of the message of Christ, which is love. And, that's you know, exactly it. And then, you know, we then take certain things and call it love that's not love. Then the left is looking crazy on that side. And right. then you have the right saying that slavery was a good thing. Everybody's just quickly bug wild now. So, so, so Dave, let me, let me say this because I got to touch on this. When it comes to racism, it's when people take off their mask and really say what they think. We don't like those black people that take care of their family. This is why I said white people. We did something on your mind that you wanted to get off because to (laughs) me, how how you get off your chest? To me, how you how that really just boils down and gets distilled to what it really means? Let's take it. Let's take it away from race and let's take the us as just boys. Yeah, let's bring it back home. Let's bring it back to the hood. And let's take it all the way back. Really, what it is, is one of the things that I found that was most difficult for me, <laughs> even like back in the day, when you're playing your mama jokes so hard, you know, we had somebody just literally have to capitulate and say, you got me. Okay, okay, I, tell, I give up, you win. <laughs> yeah.
This is Halloran Hilton Hill with another reason to praise the music was enough. I don't know about you, but music has been such an essential part of my life. I'm a songwriter, singer, producer. It has been a lifesaver for me. When I was growing up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Friday nights I would be alone. I'd be at that Story and Clark piano and I started writing songs and I would write or work through my pain in the songs and God would show up in the middle of the songs and help me write my way out of them and the music was enough. As a chemistry biology major at Oakwood University before I changed majors of course and I remember the schedule and the, the workload would be hectic but Friday nights, oh Friday nights at Moran Hall. I heard some of the greatest music on planet Earth. Many of the people that I heard at Moran Hall have gone on to have incredible careers in the entertainment business, but I heard them on Friday night at Moran Hall. We'd all be singing together at some point, side by side we stand, and hearing the music, no, feeling the music, the music was enough. And then I heard great songs. I remember the first time I heard Marvin Winans' song Straighten My Life Out Again. I was like, oh, I gotta write like that. I've gotta write like that. That song spoke to me so deeply. That song got me through, got me over, along with some of the great hymns of the church, like Great Is Thy Faithfulness. Music was enough. You should thank God. If you've got a song, maybe it's Marvin Sapp's Never Could Have Made It, nor Never Would Have Made It. If you've got a song that you love, that got you through, that got you over, if you play music, if you write music, if you absorb music, the gift of God, sharing his love through music, giving you a place to process pain and turn it into art, one of the things I love about my culture, that gift of God is amazing. And the music is enough. That story in Clark Piano, Moran Hall, Marvin Winans, and everything else. All of it is another reason to praise. 
Right. We knew. And in reality, what makes it difficult for us, not just as men, but as black men specifically, who are raised to that your your superpower is your bravado. It's hard for us right. to say, you know what, you really just hurt my feelings. Right, and we never. That's now, the, now you touch. Now I can say I'm exactly. Hurt. I Come on, now church. I can actually, try to physically kick your ass. I mean, you know yeah, I that's good. Ass. So, Dave, let me I, say this. I, I, I got something to say. To so, Dave, what, based on what you're saying, is exactly what I experienced. You guys kept it so real with me when we was kicking it with the jokes and stuff that if my feelings got hurt. I hate saying that because it sounds like you being a punk. But oh this is this. If I if I felt a certain way, I'd be like, "All right, you say it again. I'm, I'm gonna I'm kick sorry, your tail." I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Zach. Let me finish. Let me let me finish my statement. Let me finish my statement. And now with Zach, Zach was so funny that I I learned how to tell jokes and get on his level. So I used my my anger and my hurt. To really destroy him and what it did, it gave me the heart and desire to get into this music industry and this vocal industry and, and, and not be offended. I'm, I'm not offended no more because y'all have killed me so bad <laughs> over the years. <laughs> like, no, D, no. It was start out like, no, no, no. This, this. <laughs> okay, go, Zach. You so, talk. So let's extrapolate that. Let's extrapolate this concept and actually... Uh, scale it up a little bit. All right, come on. Um, so let's talk about how you have, you know, white people in the history of, of the of America plainly sees that Western civilization really tried to go down and essentially enslave and take advantage of the uh, brown diaspora in every way that they possibly could. Of All course. countries in the brown diaspora. Hold on, Dave. You got to keep it real and say what that means, brown diaster. Just all the black people in the world. (laughs) Let me say. Let me keep it real. Basically, if you ain't white, all the black people in the world. That's what I'm trying to say. All the black people. Basically, everybody who was Asian people did it too. They did. Everybody tried to do it. You understand? Uh, Because there was a time when when the the seat of power was in Egypt. Of course. And what I keep trying to say is when you ever you have some power, power becomes a thing unto itself. That's why you have this saying, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Because when you have all the power, you never want to give that up. That's not something that you want to share. So you know what, Dave? I think what it is, when I have the microphone, I have the power in my hand. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And so what I think you just touched on exactly what I'm talking about. And when I'm in, in control and I'm speaking on the microphone, I want to present myself as being professional and in control like a pilot would so everybody would feel comfortable and we would get to our destination safely, which is a podcast and good music. Now, speaking about good music, let me just touch on this because I want to touch on this because we got to call your mom and my mom so we can have prayer before it's all, all done. Now, check this out. Speaking about music, me and Dave connected on this level. We would listen to music when we was kids, like Andre Crouch, the Hawkins family, Zach, for you, the Blend Rights. We, me and you talked about that. Me and Dave used to love Stevie Wonder. We used to listen to the songs to the key of life back in the day. 
um, the, the Gap Band, Uncle Charlie specifically, all the way to Snoop Dogg, hip hop. You know, me and Dave love Prince. Dave yeah. like Earth, Wind, and Fire. Of course, man. All this music it, it formed and shaped who we are. And what I'm just saying that with the mask off, this is this is at the foundation of how we came together as as boys and friends. And uh, Zach, I want you to go first and talk about how the music, you know, influenced you in your life. Because the stuff that we listen to is the stuff that we did. Slow down, come close and listen. It's been a long time since we've gotten together like this. And I really miss you. But it's easy for you, I see For you to rush and get in a hurry To be anxious and to worry Instead of coming to me And remaining in my safety You'd rather do it all yourself But you know you need my help Be still and I speak to you in restfulness. I keep you. I wash your fears away. So doubt can never stay. just a hardcore so but i wasn't into that garbage rap i was always into the you know the historic the message rap i like good rap and that's i remember that's, jack was the first person who knew all the all the birds <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i was addicted i was i was addicted to rap so so let me just, say let me just say this i would go to zach's house almost every day and we would watch rap city public enemy yeah. um yeah. kid and play MC Hammer, me and Dad, Zach used to love MC App because we used to all sneak yeah. to go to the club <laughs> after dark 
And our thing was dancing. Like, me, yeah, me and Dave used to come to Atlanta. We'll learn dances and come back to Huntsville and be in the club trying to do it. These are the things that we was doing growing up. Let me, let me go back and talk about this mask. I think this is a moment in life where we wore masks. <laughs> Remember how we, coming up in high school, how we sometimes ventured into establishment that was not meant for us to venture into? Say what it is. You know, after dark. Okay, you know, the club. <laughs> you know, we going in the after club. 14, 15 years old, we was going to after dark. Yes. But did the church know that? Did our family? No, we wore masks. We didn't even probably want our friends know that. My parents that. knew. <laughs> my mama was, are you my, use my that? My parents, I mean, we got busted. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we finally got, we would get busted. Yes. But, uh, but at the same time, I didn't think that was necessarily a mask. That's what I keep oh, trying yeah. to say. Well, look at it though. Say it is, it's a mask because we was hiding something. See, this is the other thing that I keep trying to say. I don't consider myself a disrespectful person. Right. Well, well, yes. And so, and so, because of that, you know, I, I, I have friends, and sometimes it would seem like y'all were the type as well. I'm not sure, but would be like, well, you know, I did this, and I don't care who knows I did it. For me, it's not so much that I don't care who knows. I don't want someone else to be hurt. Unlike, unlike, I felt like other people's parents, even my dad, there was a difference between how I approached my dad and how I approached my mother. Okay. With my dad, it was one young man learning how to individuate from another grown man who is his father. That's right. going to always have some conflict sooner or later. Right. For my mom, it was always, I don't want her to be hurt. If, right. I, if I feel like I need to go do something, and I feel like that behavior is going to hurt my mother. I don't want her to find out. Right. Not because I can do what I want to and you can kiss my ass. It was more of, man, I, right. do, I just don't like to see my mother hurt. So, Dave, check this out. I believe at that moment in our life, and Zach, you could attest to this. Mm -hmm. We did not, we felt the word was being hypocritical. I remember distinctly when we was young, we was like, well, we really think and feel like this, but we don't want to be hypocrites and acting like right. we're not like that. Since we were leaders, we were leaders in our little small friend group. Yeah, yeah, we, we were leaders. <laughs> church school. We would literally teach church school in our early uh, in, a, in high school uh, church group. So we, we were like, man, we are literally about to go smoke after church. Right, so we found ourselves in, in, in two worlds. Yeah, we found ourselves in the middle of two worlds. Now watch this. Like you just said, we, we went to private school and church school, but like you said, we, we in Mason Court and, 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 and all the, uh, the projects, we knew all the dope dealers, so we had two different lives. <laughs> We had two different lives. The funny thing about you, D, is you seem like the mask is when you came back to our church school community. My mask was when I went to uh, Mason Court. I was scared to death. No, but Zach, Zach said that with the mask was when we was in the projects. That wasn't no mask. But that's when we was keeping it real. We was putting the mask on at school. That's what Let me saying. Okay. My man was in, was in Mason Court. Yeah, Dave is back. You all turned Darren. around. That's why you. <laughs> Darren, Darren, Darren. Let me, let me, let, Darren, let me, let me take the man's subject to another level. Okay, come on. I think, I think that when we talk about wearing a mask, I think that, let's apply it this way. 
What about right now, present day? Are we able to talk about those things that we did like we are now? See, we don't, some people can't do that. And that's wearing a mask. I, I call that wearing a mask. Oh, wow. See, see, we can talk about, see, the things that you can't talk about, there's a reason why you can't talk about them. See, I can talk about all the sins of my life. There's nothing you can hold against me. There's nothing you can say, well, what about this? Okay, well, what about Zach, that? Because you was always <laughs> keeping it real. You was you was the dude in so our crew that always kept it real. And me and you so, communicated on that level. And me and Dave communicated on a different level. So that's another yeah. reason why I wanted us to be all on the same, talking about this together. Well, see, you and Dave had different friends. I only had you and Dave. <laughs> See, y'all had y'all had everybody. I just had you and Dave. Right. I didn't have no other friends. The funny thing about it, you guys remember, it wasn't until after we started losing parents that we really actually even took our friendship up to the next level and realized things that we had been dealing with even when we were kids. We never realized that each each of us were dealing with you know, certain other things inside of our own families. And that's what I mean. Oh, that's the, that's the mask that we taking off. Yes. That's how we get. Now, hold on, Dave. Let me just say this. Listen, I, I, I got to stop. She sees. She sees the tears you cry. And he shares. He shares your pain inside. And sometimes. Sometimes you.
Let's see if I can get my mom on the phone. Y'all can just have all right, all right, a little all conversation. Right. Y'all can talk about yourself while I try to pull my mom. Well, so I just want you to know, Dave, that that, that Zach is a bomb. You hear me? <laughs> Zachy <laughs> Boo! Oh, <laughs> Zachy Boo! <laughs> the job that he did yesterday was awesome. It's just uh-huh. awesome. Oh, that's, that's not what we're here for, Mama. <laughs> I know, but he said I could talk to you while we were waiting. Yeah, yeah. We're not just standing alone for you, baby. Oh, okay. I don't want this to be on air. Not on air yet. I want to tell you. Just see your brother, Dave, and Darren. Because we're going to joke him out. No, no. This is not a joke, Darren. Don't do that. Okay. Anytime you say don't joke, that means that when you get out we are not good. We are not good. See a lot of people. Hey, mama. I lost track. Everybody can hear each other. I know you're gonna set it up because you remember back in the day when Mr. Pullen was on the warpath to get us kicked out of high school. Yeah, our mothers yeah. got together and and had a prayer game. Yes, you did. Yes, 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 we had a group prayer game to make sure we graduated. Well, he was he was successful with one out of three. He was successful with one out of three. We had Sabbath dinner together. I I'm trying to remember the name of the the group. Joe, do you remember? I don't remember the name. It's the bad boys, mamas. I got kicked out. I got kicked out. I was voted. <laughs> that means you parents voted me out. Oh my god. I thought it was trust. Trust. We had faith. We had faith. Oh my goodness. That's why we still praying to this day. To this day. You didn't get kicked out of the group. The group formed because we didn't think it was possible for Pullins to kick you out of school, to kick us out of school for things that didn't even happen during school time. Thank you. But he oh, was determined. Thank you. Okay, determined. You, you, got, you got kicked out too swiftly for the group. I don't even know what I got kicked out for. I forgot. What I, Wait a minute. Look, just a minute. Fred Pullins was determined that their five, you know, those five boys were not going to graduate. All five of you. And, I, and we proved, proved him different. Let me say this. We all been praying for us for our whole life. We wouldn't have made yes, it to sir. this point. It's a blessing for us to get to this point. So go ahead and open up the words, you know. Lock and load to the to the information highway like Granny used to teach us, Mom. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you to be here on this holy Sabbath day. We thank you for the young men that you've put in our lives from birth to now where they're men, seasoned men, Darren, Dave, and Zach. We thank you for having a part in their lives, molding and shaping their lives. We thank you for the experiences that they've had. We thank you for the trials and tribulations that have shaped their lives. Lord, when they were in the academy, 
There were barriers, heavy barriers for those young men that affected their lives from now to today. But God had plans for them, each one, where they have been to all four corners of this world and have touched lives and influenced others to follow you. Those barriers in the academy days were strengthening tools. We as parents had to pray them through that they would succeed and finish their schooling. And God allowed that. Forgive them of the sins of each of us, of our sins. And help us, Lord, to go forth and continue plans that you have given us plans to help share your message and share your love and plans to help bless those who are less fortunate plans to tell the love of jesus plans to tell of your second coming lord we are blessed to have these young men again in our lives david darren zach I ask a special blessing on my sister, Joe Thomas. Our lives have been connected from early childhood to now. We thank you for that bond of friendship that blesses each individually, our homes, our children, and us individual. Save us in your kingdom. And Lord, all we want to say is we love you and thank you for helping us through this life with all your promises. Amen and amen. All right. Thank you, Ma. IT. For us, for our children, we want to say thank you, Lord. I, I like the text that says, and you shall know that I am the Lord. They that wait on me shall not be ashamed. Thank you, Jesus. Shall the praise be taken from the mighty or the lawful captive delivered? Yes, we've been bad. We've been made mistakes. We've sinned. But here's yes. what you say. But thus saith the Lord, mm -hmm. even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away, and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with him mm -hmm. and contendeth with thee, and I will Yes, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
we wouldn't we wouldn't be doing none of this stuff if it wasn't for you guys. Zach is he's not even hard no more. He he is Zachy Poo. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Yeah, I've, I've become much softer. He's a mama's boy. He's a mama's boy, Dad. He's a mama's boy. I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna tell you what. It's good to have good friends. Zach takes care of my mom as if it was his own. That's right. He does All the same right. thing. She right, oh, already know. They know. They know what's going on. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, uh. All right, Auntie. I, I know like, you got to go. Like to... I can't. I feel like I can't do no more sending today. I tell you that. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all don't pray. Y'all don't pray my conscience. In the... <laughs> yes, sister. Yes. 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 Okay. We appreciate sister, y'all. I love you, Joe Thomas, sister, my big sister. I love you. Okay, darling. We love y'all. Yeah, we love y'all too. We love you, boys. Gentlemen, my gentle, the gentle giants. We love you. No, the pleasure is definitely all mine. I appreciate y'all coming on my podcast and and showing how much love we got. Oldest of all three, so he's he's leading out in this. Thank you, Darren. All right, I want to say all that. See, see, I knew it was going to come. <laughs> From the rising of the sun Until it goes away Again we love to say We love you This far, we really gotta say thank you for bringing us on the roof. I may not have everything I wanna have, and I may not be everything I wanna be.
See, that's what made us. <laughs> just go in. The funny thing about it is, that's what I'm saying. I don't even consider that a mask because that's how we grew up. And I remember when we first started wilding out, me and Zach were living together. I would go home to wash my clothes at my parents' house on Friday night with every intention of meeting guys and hanging out by at least by midnight. Yeah. <laughs> by nine thirty, I was I was so relaxed in that in that environment. <laughs> I would be asleep. I would wake up to the next day. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my God! That's too funny, man. That's too funny. That's too funny. Hey, man, I gotta tell a story, man. One of the best concerts that I ever went to, man, was at Devon Brown Civic Center. Me, you, and Zach went. I don't know who else went with us, but I want to say Frankie, Beverly, and Mae's clothes. But we saw Jesse Johnson, Tina Marie. Who else oh, was yeah. it? There was it Roger Troutman. Something yeah, like that. It was uh, something like I, that. I thought it was Rick James. Rick James. Rick James might have been there since uh, Tina Marie was there, but this was. I think the, so too. I it was. So this was the funny part. Yeah. Oh my god. Let's just go to the auto shop. And get the part. He's still like that to this day. <laughs> so, Dave, here go the funny part. So, we, we find ourselves back at, at, at y'all's house. And, and we trying to see how drunk and high we could get, man. I turn around. We got a, a tower of beer cans to the ceiling. We both slid. We I think we were on. Um, what was that, that the alcohol we was drinking that night, Dave? Uh, we were drinking. 190 proof something, man. I no, no, 190. We all think we were drinking uh, Everclear that night. Everclear. I think we were, we, we, before we went to the concert, we went to, we went to Mason Court. We all stopped at the ABC store yeah. and picked up a, a, a Seagulls gin. Oh, my God. I just know we were drinking. the paper bags. Dave, Dave was so drunk, he... Hold up, Zach. Dave was so drunk. It was Zach who said, hey, this paper bag is delicious. No, hold on. No, no, no. No, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got to say this. Dave was so drunk that he threw up in the car. Let me say that. And Zach Zach ate the paper bag. I was home and out for the count. After everybody else got home, now there were some cats who were literally, after we got back to my house, some cats were literally saying how they needed to and we started pulling back and slowing down a little bit. Zach was still going hardcore. Zach went in. So Zach was like, let's go out and get another case of beer. Oh, my God. And then Zach was like, <laughs> what? We drank another half a case of beer by ourselves. <laughs> That's crazy because I didn't even like drinking. I'm not going Oh, I'm my God. I'm not leaving the house at all. <laughs> Listen, that's not the funniest. Susie, we said, I got to go home. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I can't drive. Dave. Said, I was like, I got to go home, too. Dave, Dave, listen. Dave, that's... I'll drive your car. Dave, that's not the funniest part of the story. This is the funniest part of the story. So in the middle of our drunken stupor, we high, drunk, and everything. We didn't have the time of our life at the concert, and the doorbell rings about 2 o'clock in the morning. And who was it? But your grandfather, one of the pastors of the church, and now we got to clean everything up and make Dave. 
Every, I'm talking about you wipe the whole counter off into the garbage can in two seconds. Oh, dude, I, I, I literally had a 30 second escape routine. <laughs> you threw up in the house too? No, he, no, he didn't throw up oh. in the house. This was oh, later on that night. Oh, oh. Some girls were at the house. You guys were at the house. I told y'all to go oh, up in the backyard. Oh, my goodness. I said, get out the house. Go in the backyard. Oh, man. <laughs> 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 Oh my wow. god. Hey, fellas, did y'all used to buy weed from me or did I just used to smoke it from with y'all? Every D, all the above. Did y'all used to buy weed off of me? Did y'all remember we I used to, sell to buy weed? it, sell it, <laughs> smoke it, D, all the above. But, but I'm not finished with the story about the, the beer cans. Later on that week, Uncle David went to the church. And told told on us and said that we was smoking and drinking and being bad. And he tried to kick us out of the church, Dave. You remember they was, they was trying to discommunicate yeah, us. Think, from and, the you church. know the funny thing about it is we all have different levels of impact. That's <laughs> impactful for me in a different way. Um, we just had a good thing our mothers were praying for us all the time period. Yep. So what my grandfather said to me literally was, "Look, Dave." Uh, I tried to act like I was sleeping. He's like, man, I know you're not sleeping. Come out the house. I'm not even going to I'm not even going to be able to do it. I'm not even going to be able to do it. I'm not even going to be able to do it. I'm not even going to be to he was like, no, the garage door is open. He said, we're going to sit in my car because I don't want you to wake up your grandma. Oh. But then I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> he said to me that night, he was like, man, I was not I was dead asleep. He had to preach the next day. Oh, my he said I was dead asleep <laughs> and I was given a vision. And God oh woke me up and told me to come get you. Mm. I told my I kids like, God gives parents visions. He said, <laughs> he said, man, at the rate you're going... Uh, the path that you're currently on, you're definitely going to hell. Wow. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Gramps, come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, with my grandfather and I, and this is something that you guys need to know. When I was trying to individuate from my father and, you know, becoming my own man, my father was almost like the benchmark of, I'm not going to take it from him. That right. proves to my spirit that I'm a man, so to speak. Right. And that's right. more complicated right. than that, but that's just right. a loss right. of My grandfather, on the other hand, was like one of my best friends slash grandfather. So okay. when right. I came time to get my own car, you know, my dad was like, give me the money and then I'm gonna go get you a car. And then he took that car back and gave it to my sister. My grandfather was like, look, you know what your real problem is? Is that your dad is doing stuff for you. I'm gonna teach you how to buy a car. I don't want your money, but when I go here, I'm going to teach you how to negotiate. When I negotiate, don't say a word. So that was wow. the kind of relationship that my grandfather and I had. Oh, so when okay. he was, came time to work in his garden, all the cousins would be around working at first. A couple of hours, it's just me and him because I was the only one that would stick around. So he said, son, look, oh. at, the, at, the, at the path that you're currently on, you're going to hell. At the path that you're on. God told me you have... You, you, you're trying to hook up with girls and all this kind of stuff. I'm not even going to get into all the all the bad things physically that can happen to you. 
from just your sexual exploits. You can't say that. <laughs> the only way there is one catalyst that will change all of this. He said, you have to get married. <laughs> Is that why you got married like, when you were what? so young? <laughs> That's why I got married so young. I why? didn't never. Wow. And I was like, what are you man. doing, man? This what is, is wrong with you? Wait, you're not even hearing this. I want you to. This is a very. This is why that moment was completely different for me than it was for the rest of you guys. Wow. He says the catalyst for your salvation is you getting married. And he said, because God showed me that, no matter how sick I get, I cannot die. For my own sake, until I see you get married. Wow. wow. <laughs> I never heard this my day. Grandfather, my grandfather died the day I got married. Dang. He said he was supposed to be the, the, the supposed to officiate Marlon my, Marlon my wedding. Wow. He says, I'm too sick, dying of cancer. They won't let me out of the hospital. Wow. Do me a favor. The minute you get married, don't go to the dinner. Don't go do anything. Come straight to the hospital. It's the first thing you do. That's exactly what he did. He said, he said, he told the nurses, press, kept pressing on his button. I was like, man, sure. He said, no, nah, I want all these tubes out of my body. He started pulling the tubes out. He was like, this is it. Wow. I'm done. He said, show me how you kissed her when, 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 the, uh, when your dad said, uh, you may kiss the bride. Right. Get you down and kiss her like I did when we got married. He just started crying, put his hand on both of our heads, kissed us, and we went back to the hotel. By the time we ate dinner, got back to the hotel, my mom called it crying, pronounced dead. Wow. 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 That's deep, bro. I was today years old when I found that out. I was today years old. I did not know that, Dave. And what's crazy about that, that same man, you know, Uncle David, who we're talking about, your grandfather, was the pastor of the church in Denver in, in New York? You know he was Buffalo. Buffalo. He was yep. he was all of our pastor, man. And wow, I didn't know that you had that was was really going on. That's crazy. Bro. Yeah, I didn't even okay, know Dave knew his granddad. How you get married? I was like, man, I almost can't tell you, but it, it's something I cannot do. Wow. Yeah, D, I didn't even know Dave knew his granddad. No, we knew him. We knew him very well. He tried to kick us out of church, man. We tried to discommunicate. Uh, how's it called? Uncommunicate, disfellowship? I don't know. Discommunicate or disfellowship. I was really mad at him for a second. Like, how you going to do that to us, man? Because even if that did happen, I knew where his heart was. I wouldn't even go be mad. Because, wow. you know, after the time, even when I got kicked out of the house, I knew I deserved it. Right. I wasn't really mad. We deserved it. We deserved it. <laughs> but I knew I deserved it. We deserved it. Let me it. ask you a question, Dave. When your grandfather told you what he told you, did he really tell you something you didn't know already? <laughs> I mean, you knew if you continued that path. I mean, you was a very intelligent so person. Part, part of you knew that if you continued that path, he was going to hell. This is another thing that uh, probably is Scorpio related. I look at things as not good and bad. I look at things as really, you know, something to experience. So, it's just yeah. things that I realize that, hey, I wish I hadn't experienced this. I'll never do it again. And there are certain things that I realize that, you know what, you know, even as we were smoking and doing all the stuff that we were doing, it didn't feel like we were bad people. Does that make sense? 
it makes sense right now. And so because of it, that's why I couldn't accept people saying, oh, you know what, when you you do this, this is what's going to happen. We would be like, that's not what happened. You know what I mean? So I I, I guess part of my personality is I don't accept things at face value. Yeah. I do not. Right. You tell me things. Yeah, that is true about you. My instant, you tell me certain, certain things are a certain way, and they can't work another way. My mind instantly tries to figure out that can't be true. That's crazy. See, your whole your whole family's like that, and I'll get it from your dad. Brian's like that. Russell's like that. And you're like that, and your dad was like that. Yeah, that's true. Baby. Ain't our ASUD. It is true. It's it's, it's, it's like original. Thinker like that. Right. All y'all think like because I work with Brian. Brian's just like David. So watch this. <laughs> so Dave's dad. The like first David. the first time I saw that statue in in Italy where the guy was sitting on a rock with his hand on his fist, thinking, you know, the thinker. Uh, yeah, 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 that yeah. was Dave's dad, and so you were exactly right. And that mentality goes throughout the whole family. That's funny. That is hilarious. And so for me, you know, I. To me, something's not true until all avenues that lead and possibilities continue <laughs> are fulfilled for it to be true. So, Zach, what's funny is about that whole situation is that my dad feels like he's on that level. And when Dave and Zach, no, when Dave and my dad have a conversation, I got to leave the room, bro. It is ridiculous, bro, because they're going to oh, talk for about 15 hours, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. And Uncle Emmett will say something that feels and it sounds extremely profound. And, uh-huh. then, you know, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I give him credit. Uh-huh. I give him credit. What I give him credit is he's putting usually scripture based on how we were raised to relate to that scripture. And because <laughs> we've had other experiences, right. we actually have a different relationship <laughs> to the exact same scripture. Right. So when he says it could only mean one thing, and then we bring up something else, <laughs> well, and we bring up another alternative, yeah. you know, first, as young people, we always try to feel like we got to prove a point. Up and we can actually outthink our parents. Right. So, yo, hold on. Because when you trap him, he will say something <laughs> nonsensical and just turn Thank back. you. Yes, he will. Oh my God, Darren, He'll your dad is terrible. <laughs> yes. Yes. I yeah. admit it. I yeah. admit, it. <laughs> I admit it. Once you once you trap him, he goes to a corny joke. He don't like it. Like, he don't oh, like okay. that. Yeah. yeah. He leaves the subject all together. Oh my God, yeah. man, it's so and true. He offers you uh, a dilemma that he knows can't be solved. Right, and you so, be looking hold up, crazy. Fellas, hold up, fellas. Let me, let me say something, man. Let me tell y'all some real shit right here about all y'all's mamas, man. Let me tell you how they think about us, man. We will never be grown. We will always be their babies. <clears throat> I'm telling you now. I don't care what y'all say. Dave, Mama, think so you're her. You're her son, Darren. Your Mama, that's she's your son. They don't look at us as adults. They do not look at us as their equals. <laughs> so let me let me ask you a question, Zach. They do let, not. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> do you look at your kids as your babies? I'm gonna tell you right now, my son's relationship, me and my son's relationship is like different. We 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 like boys. We like we like me, you and Dave. Okay. <laughs> but for me, rare. for me, for me and my kids, and I have grandkids now. I need y'all to know uh, that. Yeah. But uh okay. but uh 
um, my kids will always be my babies. So I feel the same way that my parents feel about me. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's just my. See, I don't like that. I, I, I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> this is where I had to, this is a, there was a turning point for me. I realized that my parents deserved to feel that way. Let me tell you why. Oh, because no matter how much experience and how much information I have, it's the application of that experience and that information that creates wisdom. My parents. Right. I had to respect that they had more wisdom than I did. Right, they've been around long. I like to, I like to dig into the nuance and all the details and blah blah blah. And my mom was like, "I'm not sure why, you, why you trying to figure out the last place you had your keys and what you got to do is pray." Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would just simply tell you where the keys are. Are you doing all this mental manipulation? Just asking where the keys are. That's what's up. That's funny. <laughs> hey, hey, Dave is that? It's like, man, there's so much wisdom in her simple relationship, God, than me trying to figure out why I should be able to do whatever I want to do. And God should bless me in any way, just like he blesses somebody else. Right. And I had to realize that it's not about that. You know, you can go, you can go to heaven with a lot of baggage. God can't forgive anything. Do you want to go through life carrying a lot of baggage? And you know what story in the Bible really touches on that? Samson, because he was horrible all the way till he died. And God said he's going to heaven because what he did at his death. So you are exactly right. He wasn't, he wasn't horrible till he died. No, Zach, Zach, let me say it. wasn't horrible till he died. Let me tell you what he was doing. First of all, oh, okay. before he got with Delilah, he was with other okay. uh, Philistine women, and he, he was a okay. player. Don't know, he, he was big, strong. No, I'm just saying that he. Oh, he liked makeup. Yeah, he, he was trying. He was getting his freak on Zach, and 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 the Philistines ultimately cut his hair off, and and he had to pay the price, and he had to cut, you know, okay. push the millstone, and at at the end of his uh-huh. life. You know, he pushed the pillars together yeah. and killed all the Philistines. But don't you think? But don't you guys think? Or I should ask, do you think that the re- the reason why we have so many different kinds of stories in the Bible is that God specifically made each person for their own job? And he, he gave you a certain set of skills. That's Samson, true. That's true. He was. He came around at a time when they just needed a leader and a fighter, a champion. That's what his main job was. Now right. he had other baggage, but spiritually, he did what God created him to do. Kill Philistines. I think that's it gets back to the beginning of our question. We're so judgmental and that that's it almost forces us to wear the pressure is on us to put on those masks that we were talking about at the beginning of the conversation. Right. So we're so judgmental as a society and it seems like to me when you started talking about social media, social media is what makes it worse. (laughs) Because social media's only job is to make us more narcissistic, which makes us automatically feel that we're better than somebody else. That's right. A lot of people, I'm not going to say everybody, a lot of people only get online to look through and, and put negative comments on everybody's uh, post. Right. I, mean, I, I don't understand it. It's crazy. I, but I literally don't understand it. It gets on my last nerve. And so we're so judgmental as a society now that it forces people to put on that. At least you feel like you have to just so that somebody's not going to dog you out on social media, even though you put on the mask, <laughs> you act differently than you really are. You hope somebody likes your post, and they're going to dog you anyway. 
That's crazy. So, because <laughs> you're not transparent, it makes no sense because you're still going to get dogged. Anyway. So, but I'm saying, that, I'm saying that to say is that we need to get back to a level of empathy, not just as friends, as boys, as men, as a culture, as, as a country, as a world. You know, because that level of empathy is where the good parts of humanity can be expressed. You know what I mean? That's where you can feel if someone's hurting, we should all we should all be hurt. We're all in the same body. That's right. When you stub yeah. your toe, you don't just say, "Oh, forget it, it's just a toe," and keep moving. You, you, your whole your leg jumps back because it's trying to protect the toe. All right. Everything about your body feels the pain that the toe feels. Right. That's how we need to be. I, I hate it when I see somebody, you know, saying, oh, I want to take you. Oh, look at that puppy. He's, he's a stray. I'm like, really? It's a stray dog? That you, have you been down? You better talk about Mason Court. Have you been down to the hood? <laughs> so actual human beings that are, <laughs> that are homeless. And, and they, 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 about you're, you're crying over a, a dog and a human and, being and, and is suffering worse. You're right. We should take you. We should take you of everything. We can't. We can't skip over the parts that we don't like. So now I got to put my broadcast voice back on y'all in closing. So before we wrap this up, first of all, fellas, I got to say. Let me say one last thing. All right, come on. It's the last thing I'm going to say. And that's why my wife and I have our mental health foundation called Love and Beyond Reason specifically because of that. There's a level of empathy in certain segments of society where we just disregard it. Humanity all together. Uh-huh. That is that field of mental health where if we can't relate to somebody, forget it. We'd rather go take care of the stray dog. It's crazy. We really have to get. We really have to get. You know, past that. Get back to being empathetic. All right, Dave. I'm taking the microphone from you because you've been on the mic too much. You know, you love to talk. I'm like, for a singer, you love to talk more than a broadcaster. I really don't love to talk. <laughs> all right, so check this out. Here we go. So first of all, fellas, you know I love y'all to death. Y'all my brothers for real. I would kill somebody for you and I would joke somebody out for y'all. Y'all know this. We would go back like Cadillac sleeps and whatnot. But check this out. Elder Kelly was one of the most influential people in my life besides our parents, of course. And uh, I pulled up a prayer that he did for me on a a previous podcast. And I just want you guys to check it out and tell me what you think because the truth be told, he's talking about exactly what you're talking about, Dave. So uh, I'm going to let you check this prayer out and then we're going to go ahead and close this thing out. Hold on. I, I, I love and respect you and your friends that we had in the class there at Oakwood Academy. Yes. And I love and respect the young ladies and the others. And uh, when, I, when I stopped teaching at Oakwood, I went over to uh, Brother David's father's place. Okay. He was over the counseling and testing center. Yeah, Uncle Jackie, David Thomas's father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I said, I want to volunteer over here. And he said, well, you want to come over here to counsel? I said, no, no. I said, he said, what do you want to do? I just want to give a couple of hours, uh, a couple of two hours, two or three hours a week and so forth. What do you want to do? I just want to answer the telephone. You want to do what? 
answer the telephone. Because I found, I, I listened many, many times to black people talking to other black people on the phone. And once they find out that they don't, they, you know, they're not this or that other, that they don't treat them with the respect that they should. And so when I, I said, well, you want to answer? Yes, that's what all I want to do is answer the phone. And I can tell you, I've answered the phone. People said, who is this? Where are you? What is I said, yes, uh, this is Oakwood. You know, I would say, uh, this is a counseling and testing center. How may we help you? They said, who is this? Mm-hmm. I said, this is brother. You know, why? Because we don't get that kind of treatment. We must respect each other. Yes, Elder. Don't expect somebody else to expect you, treat you better than you treat your own people. Mm. He threw you all up. Well, this, this, this guy, this guy, so what difference does it make? I, I don't care who, whether his mother or dad were married, that doesn't have nothing to do with it. He's worthy of respect because Jesus died for him. And he's just as important to Jesus as I am. Mm. And I'm going to treat him with respect. Otherwise, I know I ain't going with Jesus. I know that. Ain't nobody in heaven gonna be acting all ugly and treating people disrespectfully. You gotta try to do that down here now. Mm. That's so, it. That's it, Elder. That's I enjoyed. It. I enjoyed answering that phone. Man, we had a time. People would come in. I just had to come in and see who this is on the phone. Man, I don't. We don't get this talk. People don't talk just like this normally. So I'm just saying to you. It's time for us. You know, I know we're equal to anybody because I don't care what color they are. I know we're equal. But we got to believe that Christ died for us. We are somebody. We are somebody special because he shed his blood for us. And I just want you to know that I respect you. Come on, I know they call you the postman. I know what you do. I know what, I know what Brother David does. Come on, I know he's singing. You know, it doesn't matter. It yes, doesn't sir. matter. He is a man worthy of respect. <laughs> you are a man worthy of respect. Your daughter is a lady worthy of respect. Yes, Your sir. son is a man worthy of respect. Yes. They don't have to belong at church. Sometimes he may call himself atheist. I don't care what, if he's the same color that I am, I'm going to give him the respect that he is due. He don't have to agree with me. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ellen. Thank you. Thank you, Elder. See, this is this is why we had to have this conversation, and and I can't thank you enough. You know, we're intertwined throughout family, friends, and education, music. It's just a beautiful, beautiful situation, and our HBCU loves you and appreciates you for everything that you've done and your patience and and what. What I've gotten from this is that it is up to us to treat people the way that we want to be treated. If you want to be treated with love and respect, you must yes. respect and love others. Is that it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And Jesus said, you're not going with me unless you treat people with courtesy and respect. He said, by this you'll all men know that you're my disciple. He didn't say you're going to know you're my disciple because you're on Saturday. 
He didn't say it because you eat chocolate, sorry. <laughs> he said, if you, if you have love one for another. That's it, Elder. It's and simple. And he means that. He ain't kidding. Right, but people try to make it be so difficult and complicated sometimes. When the simplest thing is, treat me, treat me with respect, and I'm gonna treat you with respect. It says, "Do unto others." Right? Is that the right yeah. text? Do unto others as you have them do unto you. That's the golden rule. That's it. Even if the other person don't respect me, I'm still gonna respect you. That's it. Because a lot of times we just look at somebody. Disrespect us so we can act ugly with you. So we can cut up, right? That's right, Elder. You know, we can't wait. Black people can't wait to be at a thousand in two seconds. simple just do what you do now listen <clears throat> you know what I mean you know it's it's, it's it's nothing really needs to be said and wrapping up anything that the elder says you know one of the things that we all grew up understanding is I, I have never witnessed in my life <clears throat> outside of my mother someone who and the reason why it was even more impactful is someone who really didn't have to be as humble and empathetic and as loving to every living human being uh, as Elder Kelly uh, and demonstrated it not just in the things that he said. Everything about his behavior in his life was in alignment with that understanding of who he was. And so that being said, it was a shining example. He was a shining example his entire life, you know, and, and and because of that, it was more impactful when he would share, you know, stories of his early life when he felt like he wasn't living up to the standard that he learned how to set by God's grace in his latter life. So um, all that being said, what the elder says is that we have to really get that empathy, that love, and that decency back in our behavior. 
Zach, you got something to say before we get out of here? Yeah, well, you know, I, I have some, I have different feelings about the elder than most people. We talked about this before, but uh, that was the most humblest man I've ever known in my life. <laughs> I have never seen anyone that humble. It almost used to irritate me that the man was that humble. Couldn't believe it. You couldn't believe that it, it, it was it, real. It, it was that unbelievable that someone can be that humble and loving. Amazing. I mean, wow. <laughs> that used to always just shock me. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. But if Elder Kelly was a man of God. Okay. He was a man of God. He was a man of God. I just, I, I, I guess... I've been through so much in my life being hurt by people that I'm supposed to trust that I sometimes fail to put trust in people who people automatically trust. Just, it just this is who he is. I, he's a man of God. That's just what it is. Unfortunately, I see things differently. <laughs> Unfortunately, I believe that every man is a sinner. And if every man is a sinner, every man has sins that he's doing. And it's just that we don't we don't see them, but we know they're doing them. And it's just that it was just it was just I just it was just hard for me to put that put that phrase on that man like everyone does because I just through my life experiences have been hurt by so many people like Uncle Bart. Man, that's when I found out about some things about it just. That, that really kind of destroyed it for me to trust any man ever again in my life. Wow, Zach, that's deep. Ever. That's deep. You know, and I felt you know, that way towards him. You know, it's crazy. I hate to say that, that, but I, yeah. The funny thing about it is that if you knew the elder like we did, yeah. you wouldn't shy away from that. I mean, I've yeah. seen the elder, you know, and I was having some yeah. hard times with uh, my older kids. I've seen yeah. the elders sit there and weep at the way he even when he thought he was putting the church in front of his duties as a father. Oh, yeah. He was so heartbroken by that. Right. Uh, right. I mean, you sit there where the elder is crying tears right before he prays with you. It's like, man, this dude is it's deep. He really kept it real, man. And, and it I know I've had private conversations with him. I see elder in the street sometimes. We talk, you know. Well, well, I got and, and I agree. I got to say, he was that rare bird that was almost too hard to believe. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Almost too hard to believe. This cannot be actually true. So I'm like, this man is too humble. He's too good. <laughs> he's too good to be true. So with that being said, fellas, let me go ahead and put a yes. bow on this on this present in this box that we put together. <sighs> the elder man. You know. I think I found my voice with you guys. I, I stood up and became a man fighting back the jokes and you know all the stuff that we did. I learned I learned how to stand on my square. Because the funniest joke that ever happened in Oakwood Academy in history was for me when I made Zach grab Miss O'Brien. Come on, behind. man. Why you gotta talk about this, man? <laughs> No, that's just a side uh, note. Man. <laughs> okay, 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 let's have no, 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 no. I'm trying to wrap it up. I got to wrap yeah, it up. No, no. I got to wrap okay, it up. We go got to get out of here. Go ahead. So, uh -huh. but I'm just using that as as 
as motivation to show you what, what you know, Zach used to joke so hard that he pushed me over the edge and made me ruthless. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, it put a hard shell on me to say, to use my voice and if I spoke something that I would go do it. And to this day, you know, like Dave and I used to say we wanted to be in the music industry when we were young. We did that. And if you think about it, everything that we used to talk about when we was young, fellas, we checked off all those boxes. Right now, I'm checking off boxes I never had imagined that I would even be doing. For example, if I told you when we was in high school I was going to be in movies, would you believe me? No. No, I didn't either. But I'm doing stuff that I never even thought I was. So I'm just telling you the power of our voice and our speaking and in, into existence, what we're doing. I just want to thank you guys for coming by my podcast and just keeping it real because I want my audience to understand that the realer they are, the more opportunities will come to them to be blessed and just it's, it's okay to not be okay. You're right. You're right. Definitely is. All right, fellas, I love Most you boys, man. Y'all Put it my out family. there and, and let the empathy grow. Let people care about you a little bit. That's it. All right. You said it. Zach, you gotta, right, say, you gotta say something about Miss O'Brien before we get off the Oh, floor. yeah, yeah, DC. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I was gonna say, I love Miss O'Brien. That was my girl. So. Oh, yeah, we used to stalk. Hey. I'm glad you said you went too far because that was too far. <laughs> Dave, thank you. Because let me say this in closing. Let me say that in closing. Because see, D, this is where you fail to see that that's really not that funny. Even though it was kind of funny. It kind of wasn't that funny. Because what you did, my mother took that to her grave, oh, man. She man. took that to her grave that I was a disrespectful boy. I'm sorry. She, I'm sorry. That's how you don't, you don't understand how that joke infected my mother. Oh, my God, man. But I just see, told you took it to a whole nother level of joking. See, our jokes was just funny, but that joke was disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and it caused me shame, D. was not trying to be disrespectful. Hey, listen. Yeah, and that joke caused me shame, man. I hope we're on the radio right now, too. So, 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 so let me apologize to you. Let me apologize to you. Yeah, let me apologize to you. did it to me. Listen, listen to me. <laughs> I apologize. And, the <laughs> and she had a nice one too. Sent my mama to her grave thinking her son was disrespectful. Okay. Like undo the apology. Hey, listen. <laughs> Leave it at the apology. Yeah, no. I need one, man. No, That's no, Dave. Dave, Dave, I got I gotta tie it up. Listen. I apologize, Zach. I'm sorry. I didn't mean right. to put you out there, All but right, I just right. want Every you to understand. To hold on, hold on. I, we you, did you, not you. like to see Uncle Emmett having to pick up those clothes. <laughs> 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 we went too far. Listen, man. <laughs> but I'm just telling you, y'all, ma y'all, y'all made me, y'all made me ruthless, man. Y'all made me ruthless. <laughs> Dave, Dave, listen to this. I'm sitting in the chair. Zach walks up and standing right next to Miss O'Brien. And he had just oh, joked God. me out. He had, he just said something funny. His hand is right behind her left cheek, Dave. And Miss oh, O'Brien had a big, beautiful, round apple oh, booty. And I'm sitting there looking. As you tell the, as you tell the story. <laughs> Zach, Dave, I'm sitting there looking at this scenario. 
And the bad angel in my head was like, do it. You got to do it. And the good angel was like, no, please, don't do it. Next thing I know, I hit his hand. And he grabbed all booty, man. All booty. It was so firm and muscular. But yet womanly. The impact. The impact. Oh, oh Dave. Like that was like a smacking boot. Dave, she, <laughs> Dave, she turned around. She turned around and smacked him in his head about oh, seven times. Like a karate smack. Like, <laughs> Dave, I was on the ground. I was on the ground Why crying. Why did you do that to me? Why did you do that to me? I couldn't breathe to this day. I was in that's when I knew you was ruthless. That's when that's when I took you. I looked at you on a different level. I was like, this nigga would take the joke too far. Oh my god! <laughs> that, oh my that's god! That's when I started being scared of you because I was like, okay, I could really hurt him, but I don't, I would never hurt him. Oh my god! But, man, you took it there. Oh my god! Oh, and Dave, Dave would say some crazy shit too every now and then. Dave got, <laughs> oh, yeah, Dave Dave, got that silence. Dave is ruthless. Some, he'll come out the blue with some ruthless shit. Yeah, like, he ain't got no feelings about it. <laughs> I call him Dr. Spot. He'll catch you on the car with some grimy shit. you be like, oh, oh my God. Oh, these niggas ain't scared to tell a joke. Oh my God. We we the original ruthless records. Dude, I be telling people I was like, can't nobody talk to me like Dave and Dare. I said, they the only niggas that can talk to me oh like to anybody God. else. You get your neck cut for real. I said, these niggas can say anything. I ain't never get mad. But can't nobody else say nothing like it. Nobody. <laughs> it's too funny, man. Y'all killed, y'all have killed oh, me man. That's crazy. Hey, man, we right, we'll <laughs> appreciate y'all, man. Hey, D. Hey, D. Yeah. Shout out to the podcast, and also, you know, get everybody to keep listening to the backyard barbecue as well. Post man. Right. And don't forget, don't y'all still got the mental health Mondays? Oh yeah, oh, Dave, yeah. you, was, you and Marla still Monday, doing y'all every, thing? Every Monday at six thirty. Say it again. Okay, say it again. Say it again. Mental Health Mondays at 6.30 on YouTube. Check it out. Check it out. Oh, yeah. Tell the wife we said hello. Now we know why you were forced to get married. <laughs> Marla crazy, man. Remember Marla was trying to be crazy like this? She tried to be funny like this. Oh, Marla, my God. To, Marla can be equally as ruthless. Oh, my God. You, that's you, part of our thing. You do that's not have to time. tell me that. Y'all are both the same. That's why oh, y'all laugh. God. Y'all are both at, equally at the same time. <laughs> I, I, that but, was absolutely correct. There were times where I was about to just keep going darker and darker. It was my wife who was like, "Oh hell no!" No, it's crazy. <laughs> Trust me. But you know who else is funny like this? Before I get out, Terry Keller. <laughs> Yeah, I know you trying to go there. She wasn't funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think you wanted to say Terry Kelly, but I. I, I think he just. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just wanted to say Terry Kelly, but I appreciate this. Yeah, let's stop saying. Let's stop saying Terry Kelly. All right, and this this concludes our broadcast. Thank you and good night. <laughs> Yes, Lord. Yes, oh, Lord. my God. I will God. hopefully be able to catch that, but the last time I was just being innocent, he said, oh. my God, he just put it out there. Oh, my God. That was funny, too. That was funny. That was funny. Yeah, I didn't even think it was. That was. That's hey. Dave, that was ruthless. That was so funny. When I heard it, I was like, oh, my God. I got to go back. 
I got him basically kicked out the group, <laughs> but he wasn't good as me, and oh he got God. replaced. <laughs> it was funny, man. It's so funny. And you, and you laughed when you said it. You was like, oh. actually, <laughs> he got kicked out. <laughs> oh you started laughing. I was like, oh, my God. This nigga did not I just did laugh. Oh. Yeah, you did, man. You said something more ruthless than that. He got auditioned before I did. Right. He didn't get chosen. That's he got kicked out. <laughs> I mean, thought, was he, he was never in the group. He, uh, he it was, was an audition. He was oh, audition, okay. and, and, and Dave was just he won. He won the audition straight up, head straight up, and hey, down. There, just there, run the tape back and watch how Dave laughed before he said it. That's what made it funny because he laughed like <laughs> I'm about to say something. Real Zach, real not, right on, not only was I there when it happened, but I was there when me uh, and Dave talked about it. So I know exactly what happened. Okay, so what? So you didn't think it was ruthless? Did it feel ruthless to you, Dave? Nah, but Garv Garv deserved it, man. I mean, <laughs> Garv thought he was that dude, man. He was. I mean, he was cool. He could sing. He could play. But yeah. I mean. I'm, the reason why I say that because I used to check Garb for females are like girl, women that like Garb they would end up with me. That's why I'm trying to tell you I used to check him for hoes all the time. Yo, but Dave, what did Garb? What experience in the Dean family? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Kim, yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, my, oh my goodness. <laughs> That's been a day. That was my secret. You're not too many people that even know those stories. Oh my god, those but, stories before school. But when I when I found Kim at, at, at Claude's house, I knew that it was over with Dave's. I know that she had, I said this is a whole nother level. Listen, it wasn't it wasn't us. <laughs> It wasn't me. I thought it was me. It wasn't us. Oh, oh my God. I'm just glad I lived to talk about it. Zach. You, you remember so, the movie? You remember the video, Bobby Brown, uh, Tenderoni? That song when that song yeah. came out? Man, Zach, I remember you gave me the keys to the crib so I could take Perry on over there. And I remember that song to this day. The truth about it, Roni. <laughs> She's a sweet little girl. Oh Did you goodness. say he, he took Terry over there? No. Terry on. Terry on. Terry on. I gotta go, man. Y'all tripping. I gotta go, man. Hit me up later. Man. All right, man. Go. Later, 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 later. All right, All right bro, Dave.
George Duke. Somebody say, I'm not much, but I'm everything I am because you love me. <laughs> you, you might not think I'm much, <laughs> but, 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 but I, I, I'm everything I am. <laughs> 